Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. We are coming to you live tonight from the studios of KDIX Dickinson, North Dakota. 
I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota. It's located at 501 Elks Drive, right on the interstate. We're um, in our brand new building for the last several months, and you got to come and see it. Our next service will be Wednesday night. Whoa, wait a minute. Wednesday night, we're having a wedding at our church. So we're not really having a church service. We're having a Wednesday night wedding service at 6.30. Now, if you did show up for that, you could you could come, and uh, you could even be part of that. So, um, But anyway, this Wednesday is kind of different. But normally, we have a church on, at 7.30 on Wednesdays, and Tuesdays at 7.30 in Beach, North Dakota, Thursdays at 7.30 in Bowman, North Dakota, and on Sundays, 10 o'clock Sunday school, 11 o'clock worship service. We'd love to have you come and turn me up just a little bit there. Um, got Abe at Controls, Connor here in the co-pilot seat, and we've got people texting us tonight. We've got our faithful listeners in Grafton, North Dakota texting. That's a long ways from here. And uh, we've got Lori from Dickinson listening. That's not the Lori that I'm married to, but that's a different Lori listening tonight. Good to have her. If you want to be part of this program, text me to let me know would be the Easiest way for me, although we could have Connor answer your phone calls too. Uh, if you want to call into the studio, 225-5133, or text me tonight, 701-290-7862. We have a, a young lady named Sierra listening from Arizona tonight. Good to have her listening to us on the Tell It Like It Is radio show. We've got uh, hoping to uh, to pick up a lot of listeners tonight. I never know. I, you know, I I don't know. I have no way of tracking who listens to this program or not. So a lot of times um, I I look for the feedback back in the community, and I and I do get that feedback. I don't know if you know or if you care, but we've been doing this radio broadcast now. I think for um, eighteen years. And coming up, I believe, on 19 years that we started this in December, it will be 19 years this coming December. And we, um, I've always enjoyed doing it, but I, you know, I've, there's been times that I thought, well, maybe I'll just stop doing it. I, I, um, we've, we've got so many other outreaches and different things we do in our church through our jail ministry, just our regular services and those type of things. I thought, well, maybe, maybe I'll stop doing it. But what keeps me going is that I, I run into people in Dickinson that listen to the program and they tell me they listen and they tell me what I said and and so it uh, makes me want to stay the course and keep doing it and so that's why we're doing this we moved to um, Dickinson uh, many many years ago we started the church about 31 years ago we started holding services and this summer we're going to celebrate the church the New Life Pentecostal Church's 30th anniversary even though it might be just a little longer than that, but we were still living in Bismarck, traveling back and forth. And so um, August 3rd and 4th, we're going to have a really big deal. Now, here's the problem, though, is I'm not in charge of it, so I don't know what to um, exactly what to tell you. There's a kind of a committee, it sounds like, from our church that's in charge of it. But I know August 3rd, Friday night, there's going to be a service and a meal. August 4th on Saturday afternoon, uh, there's going to be a special service and a meal. We're going to be celebrating the church's 30th year anniversary here in Dickinson. We'll be cel- we'll be dedicating our new b- building during this time. And so we're hoping to have um, 400, 500 people show up for this. Uh, we'll see. 
I, I'm just uh, our building will hold that many, <coughs> and so we're hoping to see what happens. And we'd love to uh, have the whole city come out. We really would. And we know so many of you. I'm just kind of rambling here and looking at my text, but we've had so many of you that um, um, that that um, that listen, and so many of you that we have met. Over the years, I own a business in town called Simon's Homes. That's a siding, window, and roofing business, and that business has been a just a great vehicle for meeting people. And so we've met a lot of people here in Dickinson, I, and many of you know me as Pastor Simon. Some of you know me as Pastor Bob. Sometimes if I, I if people call me Pastor Simons, it's usually because they go to our church. If they call me Pastor Bob, I usually met them in jail or they heard me on the radio. And then some of them call me just Bob, and those are the ones that I put windows in their houses or siding on their houses. And so there's just a lot of them. Brother Duran, this isn't your favorite program, is it? Uh, Brother Duran, he he was just um, he, <laughs> he said he was he was biting his nails waiting for his favorite program. Uh, the uh, he said it's the Tell It Like It Is show. Hey. I'm going to, you know what, I I think he's teasing me, but I'm going to just believe it anyway and let my ego feel good for a while. We've got Abe in the studio tonight, as I mentioned. He brought his guitar in here, and he'll probably maybe singing a song eventually here. Maybe I'll sing a song. Maybe I'll play his guitar. Who knows? If the crowd cries out, we've got people listening, or some of my favorite people listening in Pennsylvania tonight. The Hostetler family, two sets of them out there, and they're tuned in on Holy Ghost Radio. They're starting a church in Washington, Pennsylvania, and right at this point, they've been reaching a lot of ex-Amish people, and that is really exciting. We've got ex-Amish people here in our church in Dickinson, North Dakota. That's really neat. Some of the nicest, uh, most sincere people that there are. Well, I am going to take, just we're going to play a song right now, and text me tonight. Let me know you're listening, 701-290-7862.
to the Tell Like It Is show. I got my wits together. I read my texts. Good to have you listening. 701-290-7862. This is a live broadcast. Pastor Bob Simons, pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota, right on Interstate 94. The uh, the uh, It is a wonderful, wonderful place to live. I've lived here now for many, many years. Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 through 46 is where we're going to start tonight. Again, the kingdom of heaven, of course, this is Jesus speaking, is like unto treasure hid in a field, the which, when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who, when he has found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. And then I just also want to read Luke chapter 12 and verse 34. Jesus said, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. In the first two parables that Jesus talked about, the man that bought the field, the man that bought the pearl, they found a treasure and they were willing to sell everything they had to buy that treasure. And uh, Luke twelve thirty four said, where your treasure is, your, there will your heart be. And, and I want to talk about the, the something I spoke about in our church this morning here in Dickinson. And, and the title of it is, Are You Ready to Buy In? Somebody said once in the history of the world, no one has ever washed a rented car. Uh, I had a friend of mine was renting a car one time, and he was getting ready to turn it back in and called me, and he said, Am I supposed to wash this? And uh, and, he, and he was in church today, and he was afraid that I was going to say who he was, but I, I didn't. I didn't do that. I didn't embarrass him. But the reason nobody washes a rented car is because it's not their car. And they paid to rent it, so they assume that the rental company will wash it. You know, it's kind of a humorous thing, but there's a truth in it, and this truth is where I want to go, what I wanted to say tonight. There, There is a, generally, we value things that cost us something. That's why, generally speaking, this is not always true, but if you give a teenager a car, they probably won't take care of it. If they buy it themselves, there's a better chance that they will take care of it, like with their own hard-earned money, not not allowance money, but money they actually had to work and earn. And when they buy something then, they probably will take care of it better. And that's generally true. That's not always true. Some people, if you gave them something, would appreciate it so much that they would take care of it. You know, I, I've uh, often quipped or teased that 
when I do this, my wife and I do counseling, we do marriage counseling, some financial counseling, different things, that I should start charging for it. And the reason I should start charging for it is because I think people would listen to it better. Like right now I do it for free, and so they don't pay much attention to it because it didn't cost them anything. What if I charged them 90 bucks an hour to tell them to start treating their wife right <laughs> or treating their husband right or whichever the case may be? You see, I think they'd listen more. I think they'd value it more. Maybe maybe I'm on to something here. Maybe I can quit my siding job and start charging 90 bucks an hour for counseling. I was on an airplane many years ago with a man, and he was a very uh, interesting guy, knew a lot about government. I always try to strike up conversations with people on airplanes just because you just never know who you're sitting with. And I, I uh, this particular man knew a lot about uh, social engineering. And he told me, he said, do you know why that your real estate interest, your home interest, is tax deductible? I said, no, I don't know why. And he said, because the government, the federal government, wants people to own homes. And so they encourage them to own homes by making the interest to buy a home tax deductible, which makes it advantageous to buy a home versus to rent one. And I said, why is that? And he said, because the government knows that people that own their own homes are better citizens because they've bought into something. And our program tonight is on this. Are you ready to buy in? Or are you just serving Jesus for what you can get out of it? Is it yours? Do you own this? Or is it just uh, something you wanted to do so you could quit taking drugs or get your marriage back together or get out of jail? Second Corinthians chapter 4, I, I want to read verse 6, even though it doesn't have anything to do with what my, my topic, but for verses 4, chapter 4, 6, and 7, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Boy, I could do a whole radio show on that little part of the verse. Verse 7, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. And I know that this, the emphasis of this verse is about the earthen vessels, our body. But I want you to zero in on this concept of the treasure. The treasure of the kingdom of God, we have this. I have this. It's a treasure to me. And it's worth something to me because I've bought into it. My goal tonight on this radio show is to be part of a process to move you from a renter in the, in the kingdom of God to an owner in the kingdom of God. In the text that I read, in both the cases of the treasure in the field and the pearl of great price, he had they had to sell everything they had to get it. This is like repentance. This this is in the these men to buy this treasure hidden a field hidden in a field. They were willing to give everything to own this field because they knew he knew there was a treasure hidden there. And the same with the man with the pearl. They bought in. Are you ready to buy in? 
Text me tonight, and we're going to talk about the plan of salvation. We're going to talk about holiness. We're going to talk about being part of a local church tonight. 701-290-7862. Well, back in high school, they said, boy, try and make some sense. Grow up and be a consumer and not a dissident. Don't worry about the system. Just watch out for yourself. Well, it sounded like the wisdom coming straight out of hell. They said, shut up. Don't make no ripples. Don't raise no stink. I heard so much of the drivel. It's a wonder I can think. Don't give me that. I want the truth. Don't call it fact. When it's only point of view, don't give me that I've heard enough We best get back to what is written in the book of God When I went to college, they said, boy, get this straight You're just a tailless monkey, you're a hairless ape on that scary evolution stairway going who knows where Trusting higher education to get us all there There ain't no values, no morals, ain't no rights and no wrongs Never knowing where we're going, well it's hard to go wrong Don't give me that, I want the truth Don't call it fact, when it's only point of view Don't give me that, I've heard enough We best get back to what is written in the book of God Yeah, get back to that higher higher education in the book of God higher higher education in the book of God When I came to my senses at the foot of the cross I saw the wisdom that comes from the fear of God And how His Spirit loves peace, it's full of mercy and good fruit Has the power to free me, the power of the truth Like a setting of silver on an apple of gold Is a word aptly spoken, is a truth clearly told Give me that, cause that's the truth It's bigger than fact, oh yeah It's broader than your point of view, give me that can't get enough when we get back to what is written in the book of God. Yeah, give me that, cause that's the truth. It's bigger than the fact, it's broader than your point of view. Give me that, I can't get enough when we get back to what is written in the book of God. Book is that. Higher, higher education in the book of God. It's a higher education in the book of God. Higher education. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I just figured out I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up my siding tools and just become an agent for this guy. Maybe just I'll be Abe's agent. Abe, you're, you're like listen, worldwide people listening to that tonight. That's my grandson, Abe Simons, with his guitar singing live tonight. 
and uh, talking about that higher education in the book of God. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show, and I'm Pastor Bob Simons. And I know I say this a lot, but I'm saying it because I know on this AM station that we're also on, that people are tuning in and out as they get in and out of their cars and so on. And so um, I, we, I'm the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. Um, and this number I'm giving out through the whole program, that's my cell number. Um, I'm not afraid to give it out. I, I moved to Dickinson. We, we st- we're, we're here because we want to do just like they did what Philip did in the city of Samaria. We want to turn this city upside down. We want to put joy in this city. We want people to be converted. We want there to be healings. We want there to be baptisms. We want there to be people filled with the Holy Ghost, delivered from drugs. I just got a text while Abe was playing that uh, from our team that goes down to our, the women's prison. They had 21 ladies in the women's prison. Uh, just want to let you know too that last week in our in our Bismarck, um, maybe I mentioned this, but they had eleven guys in the state penitentiary that received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and um, and God is moving. He he really is. He's moving in North Dakota, and our plan is to see Jesus' name Acts two thirty eight churches started all over Southwest North Dakota. Are you ready to buy in? You want to be part of this. You know, um, we've got to buy into, to, uh, let's start, let's start with the plan of salvation. You know, um, the Bible doesn't teach that you can just get saved any old way you want to. You don't come up with your own plan of salvation. Uh, you know, you, you, you don't come up to your own, you know, when the Bible says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, it's not worth talking about working out the plan of salvation. It's talking about it's talking about working out your life to fit into the plan of salvation. I I mean there are people like like for instance in our in one of our Sunday we do we have three different Sunday school classes for adults in our church, and in one of them it's a discipleship class. I get to teach a class. It was on baptism this morning. You don't get to pick the way you're baptized according to the Bible. Do you know that there were no babies sprinkled in the Bible? Zero, none. You have no. I don't care if you're the Pope. You can call in and I'll debate you on this. There were nobody, Pope Francis, if you're listening tonight, uh, you know that baptism was changed from immersion to sprinkling uh, hundreds of years after the apostles died. Okay, what right do we have to change what the Bible says? Now, there are things in the Bible that seem obscure to some, and maybe I don't understand everything in the Bible. But I'm going to promise you this that the word baptism means to immerse, and that everybody that knows anything about this topic, anybody that knows anything about Greek and Hebrew language, about church history, about the Bible, they all know that baptism was always by immersion or people being dunked under the water. And I live in a city where the majority of the churches sprinkle babies. Now, the, in the Bible, they didn't baptize babies. <clears throat> they baptized believers. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Babies don't believe. If you think baptism saves babies, you better pull them out of the womb and baptize them and stick them back in there until they're born because they are babies in there too. But you see, the only reason I brought that up is are you ready to buy in with the buy into what the Bible says about salvation? 
Jesus said that a man must be born again in John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. Born again, born of the water and the spirit. This is talking about water baptism and spirit baptism. And if you don't believe that, you are looking at the Bible through views that are so narrow because of the way that you were taught that that um, you've, you've got to stop thinking this way. Jesus himself uh, said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. In Matthew 28, 19, Jesus said, he, he said that uh, you need to go into the world and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Don't tell me Jesus wasn't saying being born of the waters baptism. Jesus gave direct commands to his disciples to, to go into the world baptizing. Have you been baptized in that name, the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost? Because Father, Son, and Holy Ghost aren't names. Because And the apostles understood what Jesus was saying in Matthew 28, 19, because they baptized in the name of Jesus. Because they knew that's what Jesus meant. Are you ready to buy into that? You know, we can argue about a lot of things. We can argue, you know, when I get on my rants and raves about all kinds of different things on this program, we can argue about all that. But you can't argue about what the new birth consists of. The new birth is not saying the sinner's prayer, folks. I mean, I know I'm sounding harsh tonight, and, and maybe I maybe I should take some lessons on how to how to do this better. But the new birth is not about you know say repeat this prayer after me. That's not the new birth. The new birth consists, and in, in it's found concisely in Acts chapter two and verse thirty eight, verse thirty seven. Uh, Peter was preaching in Acts chapter 2, verse 37. His preaching got to the listeners. They cried out to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brothers, what shall we do? In verse 38, Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You see, this is exactly what Jesus was saying when he said you need to be born of the water and the Spirit. Are you ready to buy into this? I have baptized uh, people that are going to churches that don't believe this, but they've seen this. I baptized a pastor from another church several years ago because he saw Jesus' name baptism and the church he pastored didn't believe in it. But here's my question. Was he ready to buy in? You see, I couldn't go to a church that didn't believe in Jesus' name baptism because I could try, but I'd cause such a commotion that they'd probably ask me to leave. They'd say, uh, you know, you got to quit telling people they need to be baptized in Jesus' name. There's a young man that... uh, he was uh, instrumental, I believe, in a in a great revival that we had many years ago. And this young man uh, grew up in Dickinson. He was a he had a Christian band <coughs> when we met him. He he had this Christian uh, band, and he was uh, just like sixteen years old. Started coming to our church. Um, took us a while to 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 disciple him. And it, and, and uh, even after he bought into the Acts two thirty eight message, he wasn't all the way there yet. 
He might be listening tonight. He sometimes listens to me from California. He preaches out there in California. But he uh, tonight he's in Dickinson, but I don't know if he's, he's listening or not. He's home to visit. But he was so zealous of this Acts 2.38 message that he, he did a concert. He and his little band, after he, he got into the, into, into buying into this Acts 238 message, they did a concert, I believe, in South Dakota. And the, the, it was at a Baptist type church and the, the minister gave the altar call. They got people to pray the sinner's prayer. And the pastor said at the end of the concert, is there anybody that would like to say anything? And this young man said, I'd like to say something. He said, okay, go ahead. Now, this is the young man that had just done the concert. He said, this pastor has just told you that you need to, you know, accept Jesus as your Savior. And he said, and that's a good start. He said, but next, you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And I tell, I'm telling you, I wasn't there, but from what they told me, it turned really ugly after that. The pastor told him, I'd rather spend eternity in hell than to listen to you talk for five minutes. That's what he told this young man. I sure hope that pastor doesn't get his wishes. You see, buy into this salvation message. Repentance, water baptism, immersion in the name of Jesus, being filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit, evidenced by speaking in other tongues like they did on the day of Pentecost. Peter said that that in he talking about this promise that was in the book of Joel he said he said he hath shed forth this he told these people in acts chapter 2 which you now see and hear when you get the holy ghost you can see it and you can hear it have you received the holy ghost since you believed are you ready to buy into the you know here here uh, are you ready to buy into to living a holy life or are you just wanting Jesus to pay your bills? Are you just want, wanting Jesus, as I said earlier, to get you off of drugs? Are you ready to start living a righteous and a holy lifestyle? The same Jesus that will help you get off drugs is the same Jesus telling you you can't have sex with your girlfriend until you marry her. That's the same Jesus. You see... Are you a renter or are you an owner? Do you own this thing or are you just renting? You know, this, uh, you know, I, I, uh, there was a, this story means something to me and I don't think maybe this girl's listening tonight, but there was a girl, many, you know, the, the Bible teaches, and, and I'm not going to talk about this tonight on the radio, but the Bible teaches in the book of 1 Corinthians that men should have short hair and women should have long uncut hair. That's what the Bible teaches. Study it out. Read it out. You know, just just get into 1 Corinthians uh, chapter uh, 12. And uh and the um this um and there was a girl that had walked away from a, from God. She was a pastor's daughter, and I knew her very very well. And this girl was not living for Jesus. She had backslidden. She had walked away from God. But she told my pastor, she said, Pastor, I've never cut my hair, even though I'm backslidden. Now, why did she say that? Because 
she was buying in. Like, even though she was backslidden, she knew that someday she was going to make her way back. And you know what? She did. And she's living for God today. We've got to buy in to this to this plan of salvation. We've got to buy into God's righteousness and holiness. You know, if you're going to backslide over every little thing, if you meet a hypocrite at the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, and you give up on Jesus because you met a hypocrite, that's not going to hold any weight on Judgment Day. I've met a few hypocrites. In fact, the best place for church for hypocrites is at church. Maybe they get a chance to not be a hypocrite. If you don't like hypocrites, you sure don't want to go to hell. That's where they're all going. <laughs> I mean, you might as well, you know, I mean, like like uh, this this idea that I'm going to give up on God because, because somebody hurt me, you've never bought in. You're just renting an apartment from God. God wants you to buy a house from him. You know, um, uh, you know what, Abe, I I don't know if we're going to play any other music today. Maybe. I know after that last song, there's probably all kinds of people from Nashville tuning in to Holy Ghost Radio right now. The, um, but this, uh, boy, I got somebody, people are encouraging me tonight on my texts. I better not read them. But, uh, you know, you need to buy into the concept of a local church. You need to buy into that concept. You know this. Um, you know we we remodeled this church in Dickinson, this Elks building, and there were people there that were working in the morning. They were working at night. They were painting. They were uh, doing remodeling. They were doing all kinds of things. You know why? Because it's their church. This is their church. This isn't Pastor Bob's church. It's their church. They bought into it. They, this, this is what I believe. Jesus said in, in Luke chapter 9, he said, um, if you put your hand to the plow and you look back, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. Why? Because he wants people that will sell out to this. No matter what, I'm going to live for Jesus. No matter what, I'm going to live for him. Are you ready to buy in? Are you ready to make this salvation, this message, this holiness, this righteousness, his church, are you ready to make it your own? Because um, I'm going to tell you that that uh, if you don't, you're not going to have any part in his kingdom. You know what, Abe? I am. We are going to play a little part of a song. And I'm going to look at these texts. I'm going to come back for part two of this. You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. In the foothills of North Dakota, just outside of town, a preacher was sent. He put up a tent and throwed sawdust on the ground. He laid some boards upon some blocks, and those were to be his pews. And from the bottom of a barrel turned upside down is where he would deliver the news. Now the very first night of the meeting, the crowd was rather small. Just one old Indian by the name of Joe, and he stayed to hear it all. That preacher preached for a solid hour, but what intrigued Joe the most 
was the place where he read from the book of Acts about tongues and the Holy Ghost. When the preacher finished, Joe came forward with a beautiful knife and sheath. He said, God, you give Joe Holy Ghost, he give you knife to keep. Well, needless to say, nothing happened. The next night, the number was ten. And when the preacher gave the altar call, here came old Joe again. This time he had a handmade blanket, a beautiful knife and sheath. He said, God, you give Joe Holy Ghost, he give you blanket and knife to keep. Well, needless to say, nothing happened and Joe went away with a frown. The next evening in front of 36 people, old Indian Joe came down. This time he had a tomahawk, a bow and arrow, a pipe, a handmade blanket, a beautiful knife and sheath. He said, God, you give Joe Holy Ghost, he give you all this to keep. Well, needless to say, nothing happened and Joe packed up all of his goods. They heard him mumbling, Joe tried to trade fair as he disappeared into the woods. Now the tent was filled to capacity the next evening to the preacher's delight. But what he didn't know, they came to see Joe and to see if the price is right. And right down through the middle of that tent came a pinto pony, a tomahawk, a bow and arrow, a pipe, a handmade blanket, a beautiful knife and sheath. He said, God, you give Joe Holy Ghost, he give you all this to keep. Well, needless to say, nothing happened and old Joe began to nod. And then the tears ran down his leather face as he raised his hands to God. He said, God, Joe always been very good trader. Now Joe's hair is white like snow. And if you give Joe Holy Ghost, Joe will give you Joe. Well, needless to say, the Holy Ghost came and Joe was quickly filled. God let him keep the pinto pony, the tomahawk, the bow and arrow, the knife, and the blanket to keep out the chill. Well, Joe didn't want that old pipe, and neither did God, so he threw it as far as he could throw. Now, the people in the foothills of North Dakota will never forget the trade between God and Indian Joe. That was uh, Greg McCool, the uh, Indian Joe. That that went in really good, Abe, really good with this topic tonight. You are listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. I'm going to try to wrap this up. I want to just do a greeting to... um, We've got the uh, Woodses and the Bulls listening in Beulah tonight. We've got the Paulsons listening in Fargo tonight. We've got the Frosts listening in St. Cloud tonight. Good to have them. And uh, the um, got Jasic just tuning in right now. It's, what does it say, Jasic? Where are you listening? Um, I <laughs> oh, I see what Jasic said. Never mind. I can't read his stuff. The... Um, <laughs> Anyway, we're talking about are you ready to buy it? Let me just let me just end the program by by talking about something else. Do you know these verses in Matthew thirteen forty four through forty six that I started with, where Jesus said, "The kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath and buyeth that field." Do you know that I have been preaching to you this whole program that the treasure in the field is the kingdom of God. And we are supposed to give all that we have to find it. I've got a friend that pastors in Jamestown, North Dakota, that does not believe this story means this. He believes that we are the treasure and that Jesus gave all that he had 
Tobias. That's very intriguing to me. You know, um, and I believe that the Word of God can mean both. I, I believe that the shoe fits either way you put it on on this parable. Jesus is not asking us to do something he was not willing to do. Jesus wants us to buy into his kingdom. He wants us to give it all. He wants us to lay our life, our dreams, our plans down at his feet and and say, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. But that's exactly what he was willing to do on the cross. He was willing to do that very thing. Acts 20 and 28, it says that, that he purchased the church of God with his own blood. Jesus purchased the church of God with his own blood. You know, he bought in. He was willing. You know, Jesus was both God and man at the same time. And as a man in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was afraid. He prayed. He said, Father, if it's possible, is there any other way we can do this? And finally, Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane, Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. See, Jesus purchased the church. I heard a preacher uh, say this, and this is not original to me, but he was talking about Jesus uh, as a Jewish person was probably very frugal. And this preacher was making fun of that, and it wasn't racist, but he was just making fun of it. And he was saying Jesus was very frugal because he was a Jew. And that's why Jesus borrowed the tomb Because why buy one when you're only going to be there three days? But Jesus borrowed the tomb, but he purchased the church with his own blood because he planned on being there forever. Paul said in Acts 27, 23, he he was telling these people, last night there stood by me an angel of God. And this is what he said, whose I am and whom I serve. Paul said, I belong to this God. 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You see, God bought in. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God loved and God gave. This, 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 uh, you know, God wasn't just some kind of uh, bystander that just, you know, I, I, I've, I've heard this analogy, this story so many times, trying, and I, I believe it, it's a great analogy of trying to sum up all the world religions in a little story. There was a man in a deep pit, and he couldn't get out by himself. And Muhammad rode up on his white horse, and he screamed down into the pit, You're a sinner. That's why you can't get out of the pit. And he rode off. Buddha walked up to the pit, leaned down into the pit, looked at the man and said, if you have the right philosophy in life, 
the pit won't seem so bad. And he walked away. A Hindu priest came up to the pit and he looked into the pit and he said, maybe in the next reincarnation you won't be in the pit. And he walked away. And one by one all the great religious leaders of the world came up to this man in the pit and walked away. Jesus Christ came up to the pit and he didn't say anything. He just reached down and pulled the man out of the pit. You see, our God was willing to put his money where his mouth was. Our God was willing not to just say that he loved us, but to do something about it. He laid it all down on the line. He purchased us with his own blood. Isaiah 43 and 1 says, But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, notice this, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. That word redeemed means to purchase. God bought us. He purchased us. He paid the price for us. You see, he, this, this, I'm switching this whole radio show around right now. You know, I, I, I started this program talking about the, the parable of the treasure in the field and how this man saw the treasure and he was willing to sell all that he had and buy it. And that is the way we need to treat the kingdom of God. You know, uh, you're not going to, in the Old Testament, it says that the Lord is a jealous God. He's not going to be second place in your life. He's either number one or he's nobody to you. But this parable also can mean that he saw a treasure in us. And he was willing to pay the price. You know, there was a story that I, I'm a grandpa, I've got 18 grandchildren. And um, there was a story that I read that I really liked. It was a true story. There was a grandfather that was visiting his grandchildren, and one of his uh, grandchildren had been naughty. And so Mama, she put this grandbaby in the playpen. And she told Grandpa, under no condition, can you bring the baby or this little toddler out of the playpen. You can't, Grandpa. You're going to have to trust me. Uh, He's being disciplined, and he's not coming out of the playpen for a while. And Grandpa agreed to that. And so uh, uh, the mom was busy doing something, and she noticed there wasn't a lot of noise coming out of the bedroom, and so she went in just to check. And here Grandpa had crawled into the playpen. He didn't take the baby out of the playpen. He crawled into the playpen. That's exactly what God did. The, 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 our Lord, was he made himself into a man, so he could get into the playpen with us. We couldn't get to him because of our sin. But he could get to us, and he did. That's why That's why all through the Gospels, Jesus said that he came to seek and to save that which was lost. You see, our God is willing to pay the price. And he expects us to do the same. You know, um, 
uh, I'm just rambling here now. This is all kind of overtime stuff here. But you know, there there is a um, there is a uh, uh, interesting story. There's an interesting scripture in the book of Romans, and this is what it said. This this scripture in Romans says, "Jacob have I loved, and Esau have I hated." That's very interesting to me. Because when I read the story of Jacob and Esau, maybe I don't have enough time to do this justice, but when I read that story, there's a lot of things about Jacob I don't like. And I kind of feel sorry for Esau in some ways. But God said he loved Jacob and he hated Esau. And so I'm thinking, what is this about Jacob and Esau? What is this about Jacob that God loved? I'm going to tell you what it is. Because Jacob, when he saw something he wanted, he was willing to do whatever it took to get it. Whether it was a birthright, whether it was a father's blessing, whether it was a pretty girl he met at a well. I mean, Jacob... You read that story over again. He moved that rock in front of that hole on that well just to show off. That's all. I mean, it took all these other shepherds, all of them together, to move this big rock. And when he saw Rachel, the Bible said he saw how pretty she was. He just went and moved that rock. You read it. I mean, no. if you don't believe you think I'm preaching false doctrine, you just read it again. I mean, I, I read that one day and it just cracked me up. You know, and, and I know some single guys that could do stuff like that. Uh, one of my grandsons was roofing and... Uh, in Wapaton, we went down to roof a house down there, and my grandson Warren was roofing. There was this girl named Shalissa watching him on the ground. I never saw him work so fast. You know, I, I told her, you need to stay down there all day. You know, we'll, we'll get this thing done in no time. But Jacob, he was willing to work. He ended up working 14 years for Rachel. Why did God love Jacob? Because that's exact. You know why he loved Jacob? Because Jacob was like the way that God is. When Jesus went to the cross, he took the pain. He refused the pain medication they offered him on the sponge. He refused any other way. There was no other way. He refused it. And he went through the pain. He took all the pain of probably one of the most excruciating deaths that there could possibly be. The death of crucifixion. And he took that pain because he was buying in. You see, that's why I love Jesus. Because he loved me first. That's, that's what First John says. We love him. He loved us first. Before we even knew him, he loved us. And he was willing to give himself for us. I told a story in church today uh, that I had read somewhere. And it was, I believe, back in the Soviet Union when it was still the Soviet Union. And it was back when they were trying to kill Christians, especially those that would not operate within a state church setting. The KGB broke into a home and they were having a church service there. And there was a, there was a Bible uh, in that room. And they arrested everybody in the room and they said, we're going to release every one of you. But before you leave this room, you have to spit on this Bible. 
And um, and if you don't spit on this Bible, we'll kill you. And so they, the head of this little meeting, they he was the first. And he knelt down and opened the Bible and he said, Forgive me, Jesus. And he spit in the Bible. And he walked out alive. There was an old woman that spit in the Bible. And she walked out. She was crying. And there was there were several in this room that did this. But there was a young girl, maybe 19 years old. She knelt down and she picked up the Bible. And she was crying. And she said, Jesus, look what they've done to your word. And the soldier blew her head off with a pistol. She was willing to buy in. Are you willing to buy in? Are you just a fair-weather Christian? As long as he does not everything good for you, or are you just going to, okay, Jesus, just keep giving me money, and just keep giving me health, and just keep giving me, is that, I mean, is that, and then you're going to just, you'll serve him? The first bad thing happens, you're going to walk away. You're just a renter, you're not an owner. You know what, Abe, I'm going to take over your job tonight. Um, if you want to get a hold of us during the week, 701-290-7862. That's my cell number. You can write us, New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota, 58601. You can email me if you're listening out of the country. Maybe that's what you want to do. Robert Simons 58 at gmail.com. Um, so there's all kinds of ways to get a hold of us. Uh, Wednesday night, Normally, there's church at 7.30, Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock Sunday school, 11 o'clock worship. Uh, Tuesday night at the Beach Community Service, we have a service there at 7.30 every Tuesday night. Thursday night on Main Street in Bowman, and I don't know the address still, but uh, you can't miss it. There's signs up on the Main Street in Bowman. It's right across the street from that teriyaki restaurant or whatever they call that hibachi restaurant there. Every Thursday night at 7.30, we have a church service down there. Uh, Come and meet us. Come and get together with us. Lord Jesus, tonight as I close this broadcast, I I ask you to help us, Lord. I help the words that I said to to make sense to people, that somehow they'll get inside their heart, Lord, that they would buy in, that they'd be willing, Lord, to surrender their life, their will, their purpose, everything they are to you. We just pray that you would help them, help us all, in the name of Jesus. God bless you, folks. Thanks for listening.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.